0: The real danger can happen is the Christian can end up either boastful or broken as they no longer fix their eyes on Jesus. We become so focused we can on our own hands and the work of our hands that we forget the hands and the work of Christ. And we get so focused on the performance of our own flesh and blood and what we have accomplished or what we have not accomplished that we lose sight of what the Son of God did on taking on human flesh and blood to be our brother. I hear the Savior calling. The gospel comes to me. This message comes from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country. January 31st, 2021. Hebrews 3, 1 6. Would you believe that I was once part of a church golf league? Probably not if you ever saw me golf. There's that advice that when you hit a golf ball, you're supposed to keep your eyes on the ball. See, when I'm golfing, I like to see where the ball's going so I can find it when it lands in the weeds or in the woods. So I take my eye off the ball and I look up right away. Every novice golfer would know and understand The importance of that advice, keep your eyes on the ball. And yet, I turn my head up to catch the ball soaring so I can find it, only to often see it flying through the air and landing, sputtering to a stop, right about where my divot lands. Makes a lot of sense, it seems, and there's probably good reason why they tell you to keep your eyes on the ball. The writer to the Hebrews, we see, urges Christians to fix your eyes on Jesus. And we can tell, as we look at what he says, that it does make a big difference. How does it make a difference as we focus and confess our sights on Christ? We see that this morning as we look at the writer to the Hebrews and what he says in chapter 3. As we are servants of the Lord called to confess Christ, The writer to the Hebrews is somebody who's writing to what is apparently second-generation Christians. They're those who have received the gospel. They, They have had it given to them from Christians who themselves were probably eyewitnesses. And though it seems apparent they probably weren't living directly in Jerusalem, they were well aware of all the things that were going on in the temple. And they were well aware of all the practices handed down to them. It also seems that they were beginning to drift away and beginning to lose their focus and their sights on Jesus. These early Christians needed that warning from the writer to the Hebrews. How is this happening that they weren't fixing their eyes on Jesus? Well, first of all, we have to put ourselves in their position to understand what it was like for a first century Jewish believer living around or near Jerusalem. You see, they understood and had Moses as the center of so much of their worship life. They knew the temple practices handed down by Moses. They had the law of God given 15 centuries earlier by Moses. Moses was the one who prescribed the order for the priesthood and the Levites. Moses was the one who gave them the festivals and commands they were to follow. They grew up with the understanding that it is Moses on whom so much of their faith life had centered. And don't think that Moses merely disappeared and faded away when it came to the New Testament era. There's no prophet who is mentioned more, nor, no Old Testament prophet who is mentioned more in the New Testament than Moses. But the writer to the Hebrews writes to have them fix their sights higher. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And it's not that he was against Moses or opposed to anything about Moses. He says here in chapter 3, Moses was faithful. But Moses, we see, pointed to someone beyond him. We read that earlier in our service, how Moses pointed to one who is coming after him and whom they must listen to. Moses, in all the scriptures Jesus said, testify about him, the Christ, the Messiah. So the writer to the Hebrews rightly directs them to not lose their sight, on whom they're to keep their sights on. Now, there certainly are a lot of dangers that can happen. For the early church, it was focusing so much on the, the packaging, the, the wrapping that all the things in scripture held and pointed to. Maybe you've seen this when a child gets a present. Uh, they're excited about it and they ask, who's that for? As they look to the biggest box wrapped in the room, And when they eagerly unwrap the wrapping and they open it, they see the present, their eyes are filled with delight as they try to remove it from its wrapping. The first photograph taken is them next to their toy. But then as the camera's flash goes off the second time, sometimes we see it's that little child's head peeking out of that incredible cardboard box. Of course, the person who's given the gift might even wanna say, hey, don't forget who gave you that box. We know it's just a bonus gift. The real intention and the real gift is what's inside. These first-generation believers that the writer to, Hebrew writes to, writer to the Hebrews writes to was evidently aware that they were focusing on the wrapping, on the box, and not the content that it pointed to and it led to. All the sacrifices, the Sabbaths and the festivals, the high priesthood, all of it pointed to Christ. But the people were focused on the box, the wrappings, and losing sight and losing their confession of who Christ was. Now you and I face many dangers in the church. We face many similar dangers to what the early Christians faced. They faced persecution. They faced the dangers of being so focused on the externals and the traditional things that they lost sight of growing in the Word and continuing in God's Word which they had received. They even faced the danger of no longer honoring those who were serving as shepherds and spiritual leaders in the church. But the greatest danger which faced them is what still faces the church today, taking our eyes off of Jesus. Now, you and I might not be like them, where we're reverting back to the temple practices and the festivals and elevating them in some way above Christ or diminishing our confession of Christ as we look to the law and Moses. But might we ever be in the danger of focusing so much on the law of God and the writings of the law that we lose sight of where they lead us to, to fix our eyes on Jesus, Sometimes it might happen that you hear of a person who is excited about sending their child to church, but the reason they're excited is because they want their child to be a moral person, and so they want them to be learning about God's word. Is that why we come to worship? Or maybe some people are no longer coming to worship, and they're no longer gathering with God's people and their brothers in the faith, and they're no longer fixing their eyes on Jesus. But a family member might say, Well, what does it matter? They live a pretty decent life, they're good people. She's a good child, he's a good child. I think they're doing okay. But are they fixing their eyes on Christ? The real danger can happen is the Christian can end up either boastful or broken as they no longer fix their eyes on Jesus. We become so focused we can on our own hands and the work of our hands that we forget the hands and the work of Christ. And we get so focused on the performance of our own flesh and blood and what we have accomplished or what we have not accomplished that we lose sight of what the Son of God did on taking on human flesh and blood to be our brother. And the Christian who is so focused on their own performance of God's law can end up boastful, not in Christ, but in themselves. And they can be so focused looking at their own feet that they don't see the mess that's left behind as they try to keep God's law so perfectly. Or maybe, maybe they do see the failures of their hands, of their words and of their feet, and they're broken because they're not focusing on Christ, but they're focusing on their own performance of the law. See, the Christian who's, not keeping their eyes on Christ, on his hands, on his feet, on his words, can end up broken or boastful, focusing on self instead of the great apostle and high priest whom we confess. That's why the writers of the Hebrews urges those first-generation Christians, and urges still us today to fix your eyes on Jesus. When you're feeling broken or you begin to become boastful, eyes on Jesus. Our own performance and the keeping of the law cannot save. The danger of relying on self and our own hands and our own feet is these hands and this flesh and blood cannot stop the curse and the death that awaits us. And we know eyes on Jesus matters because it points us to the hands and the feet and the flesh and blood that can save us and that does deliver us. Instead of remaining in our unholy mess, we are now called, as the writer of Hebrews says, holy brothers. Holy brothers, he says, fix your eyes on Jesus. We fix our eyes on Christ as we look off of our own performance, our own hands, and our own efforts. And yes, the the law of God and the teachings of Moses matter, but they lead us to see Jesus and what he has accomplished with his hands. He is the one that Moses spoke of who said, the one coming after me who is greater. And we set our sights higher as we look to Christ. He fulfilled his heavenly calling. And he became our brother. Jesus, the perfect and holy Son of God, now calls us his brothers because he came to live in the flesh among us and to be the apostle sent from heaven to fulfill the Father's will. He came. And Jesus, our apostle, was sent to become our great high priest. Our apostle spoke of the word and the true word of God, which fixes our eyes, not on ourselves, but on our sins and our failures and on the one who removes our sin, our great high priest. And we confess Jesus, the one sent from heaven, the apostle, to be our great high priest. As he carried out the Father's will, our great high priest offered up a sacrifice. And the sacrifice of his hands, which were pierced on the cross, takes away all of our sin with our sights set on him, we stand forgiven and holy before God. And we are included in the family of God as holy brothers and sisters. So the writer to the Hebrews urges us not to lose sight of the apostle and high priest whom we confess, Jesus. And yes, Mo- Moses is there. He mentions Moses. Moses was faithful in God's house. But Jesus was faithful as a son. Moses was in God's house, but Jesus is faithful as a son over God's house. He is the one who built the church. And Jesus rules over all his church, which he created and he sustains. So he is the one who has authority and who is over all and calls us holy brothers and sisters. Welcome to the family of God. Those who trust in Christ, all who fix their eyes on Him and trust in His hands and His work, have a high priest who will not fail, one who is sent from heaven to make us His brothers. You know, we're surrounded by a world of many churches who will focus on the performance of their own hands and who will often focus to the law and teaching of Moses to the point where Christ disappears in the background and the confession of Christ is considered secondary to the performance of a believer. That's what the writer of the Hebrews is dealing with when he writes to those long in the past and to us today. Hearts that are so prone to slip into boastfulness and looking at ourselves and have our eyes fixed solely on our own selves and to be broken when we look closely at ourselves and remain broken unless we also fix her eyes on Jesus. Servants of the Lord, you have been called, called to share in this heavenly calling from God, to be a brother with the family of believers and along with Christ to be shared to share in that heavenly calling which we will join with Jesus. And we will join in confessing him, confessing along with Moses and all of those who fix their eyes on the one to come, Jesus, the one who has come and who will come again, the one who we now confess. And instead of being broken, we are built up. And instead of being boastful, we glorify and praise him. And we will continue as we keep our eyes on him. Amen. Oh, my precious Savior, this is my humble plea. Prepare.